0: Tonight, I'm going a direction that's kind of new to me, too. I have never really done a show or featured an article that has to do with ladies. But I found something actually in Kansas City Magazine did this first about something that benefits ladies in domestic shelters and hospitals. Some A donation from a local, local women's wear shop, I believe, that will benefit a lot of ladies. It's not only now, but I would say years to come. This one is for the girls, and we will get started talking about it on the other side of this break. Terry Runyon here from the New Directions podcast with a special message from In Kansas City Magazine about these times that we're living in right now. In Kansas City thrives because of our local content and most importantly our local advertisers both online and in the magazine. In this time of uncertainty please shop local, eat local and do whatever you can to support local Kansas City businesses. Keep calm observe all preparedness advice and carry on. This is from the people who scratch the surface and show you things about Kansas City that you may not have known otherwise, in Kansas City Magazine. Several months ago, I had a chance to see the commercials that talk about how socks are, <clears throat> excuse me, not not easy to, for people to donate to rest homes and places like that. The, excuse me, to homeless shelters and places like that. Well, I learned something fairly recently about another. Project that's going on, and our the friend our friends at In Kansas City Magazine were the ones that mentioned this. This is some apparel made Maddie Apparel, a local clothing line giving back to domestic viol- violence shelters in need. This was published three days ago. Michael Mackey from In Kansas City Magazine has these words. Given that Earth Day was just a few days ago, we thought it only I to introduce you to Maddie, one of the few, if not only, apparel brands in Kansas City to make ethical fashion. Fun fact, 90% of Maddie products are 100% biodegradable and com- compostable and created from fabrics like bamboo, modal, tinsel, and organic cotton. Heck, even their packaging is, pu- is fully compostable. Founder and CEO Haler Stantel started her clothing line seven years ago after learning two pieces of information. One, one of my close family members is a survivor of domestic violence. And number two, underwear is the most needed and under donated item of clothing in domestic violence shelters and other organizations for women across the world. It's the only item of clothing that can't be donated used, so it's hardly ever donated. Santel saw a need in the marketplace for an ethical-based brand, one that provided local jobs, used sustainable products, and helped people at the same time. I formed Maddie Apparel to fill that need, she says, to provide consumers with an option for shopping staple basics for their closets, but ones that would benefit others and the environment. Now Maddie Apparel donates a pair of underwear to women in need for every women's wear and men's wear item purchased. Santel says it's a win-win-win. Every time someone shops with us means we get to donate a pair of underwear, so we get to continue contract employing local seamstresses to make our products, and it means the environment won't be harmed for the pieces we make. If you aren't familiar, Maddie sources ethically made bamboo fabric because it feels like clouds and has a wash and wear lifespan that lasts for years longer than most fabrics. Plus, it literally breaks down into the soil at the end of its life. Who knew? Ever since Kansas City went into pandemic lockdown, domestic violence cases have grown. Santel says they've had a huge spike in the number of requests for underwear donations. Homeless shelters, domestic violence shelters, and hospitals are at capacity and really in need of this very basic necessity for women they house and serve. Because of the unrelenting demand, Santel has decided to up the ante. In April, for every item sold, the organization is donating underwear to three local organizations serving homeless populations, Hope Faith, City Union Mission, and Lazarus Ministries. Since 2014, MADI, which stands for Make a Difference Intimate Apparel, has donated over 6,500 pairs of underwear and saved thousands of gallons of water and fabric waste. We're really proud of where we've come from and where we're aiming to go from here, says Santel. And they have in honor of Earth Day. And the promotion has already ended. It ended a couple of days ago. But this is a group that is very definitely keeping their eyes out for the ladies. And I think that's very good. They're taking care of the folks, especially in the domestic violence shelters. They're not having a good go of it right now. But sooner or later, they're going to feel more like they belong. And Martina McBride had a song that I think speaks to the girls that may have a little bit of doubt. I don't know. The girls or ladies, whatever the case may be. I'm not one to say whether you do or not, but I like the way Martina takes this particular song. Here she is with a song called This One's For The Girl. Here's Martina. I'm Tina McBride right there with what has become I think the theme for this show this evening this one's for the girls and it's a chance for the girls to at least have some kind of hope especially the ones that are in the shelters benefiting from the gifts that the Maddie folks are making pandemic positives for this evening on the other side of this break It has been reported that businesses are going to be opening up on May the 4th. And with that in mind, I'd like to share with you something that's been happening leading up to this particular day. Small businesses are suffering big time in the wake of the coronavirus. One bad month can shutter a business forever. Go out to eat. No chains. Get your hair done. Buy your pet's food from an independent store instead of PetSmart. Grab coffee from an independent coffee shop instead of Starbucks. Choose a small business as often as you can. Target will survive. Walmart will survive. Olive Garden and Chili's will survive. Take your money to people who truly need it to survive. Shop small, shop independent, and keep the economy going. Life goes on, and so do I. The preceding was a public service from me, Terry Runyon, and the New Directions podcast. Welcome to tonight's edition of Pandemic Positives, or what the national news outlets will never, ever tell you. I have the ultimate Positive that I wanted to share with you tonight. I'm getting it up on my podcast Facebook page right now. It has to do with what I would consider honestly an unexpected sacrifice. Something that, a gift that went someplace. Give me just a second. I want to get this up for you excuse me this was published by our friend by my friends at Fox 4 as soon as I get there I will share this with you I put a bunch of stuff in okay here we go this is a farmer from Kansas this I brought this to my page no more than 3 days ago. This is a farmer who gave New York's governor one of his only N95 masks. And I think that that's a measurement. He gave he gave New York's governor one of his only N95 masks for a healthcare worker. And my friends, we do need to recognize the healthcare workers. They are on the front lines, along with a lot of the rest of us. And I think I'm going to be able, yes I am. Here we go. is pouring in after a local farmer's kind deed. And only on KSNT News tonight, we track down that Kansas farmer. Reporter Raina Garcia is live in Troy, Kansas to update us how a simple mask is warming so many hearts. Raina? Yeah, Brooke. Further down this gravel road at a pond is where I found Dennis, a humble man who doesn't want the spotlight. But first, listen to the governor uh, the governor rather of New York read a letter that Dennis wrote him. Enclosed, find a solitary N95 mask left over from my farming days. It has never been used. If you could, would you please give this mask to a nurse or doctor in your state? Now, Dennis says... He had five masks originally, and he used four for his family, but he wanted to save one for someone in New York. I saw all the problems they were having up in the Northeast, and uh, it was was horrific. So I thought, here I have five masks, Uh, what can I do? And I needed four for myself, my immediate family, and then um, Just decided that was the best place to put the fifth mask. And he had one special request for that extra mask, and that was that it go to either a nurse or a doctor in New York serving on the front lines. Live in Troy, Raina Garcia, KSNT News. All right, thank you, Raina. Wonderful story there. Raina, thank you very much. A northeast Kansas farmer gave one of his only N ninety-five masks for a health care worker, according to the governor. And I wanted to see... Here we go. The other part of the story that wasn't shared was this. The farmer's wife has one lung and diabetes, according to Cuomo. But Dennis still chose to offer up the mask to help protect nurses and doctors. The letter is enclosed. We are in our 70s now, and frankly, I'm afraid for her, Dennis said. Enclosed, find a solitary N95 mask left over from my farming days. It has never been used. And they already mentioned that part. New York is the hardest hit state by the coronavirus with over 146,000 confirmed cases, according to Johns Hopkins University. Dennis, if you're watching, thank you very much. Fox 4's sister station, KSNT News, caught up with Dennis in Troy. He had never been in the Northeast, he said. Governor Lori Kelly also took notice of the act of kindness during her Friday news conference. I thought that was priceless and precious and I actually just left a voicemail for him on his phone. I hope to talk with him and thank him personally for that gesture. One, it was just kind, but two, it really makes Kansas look good, doesn't it? I'm all for making Kansas, and most especially this country, to look good we need to come together I have said this a million times and it doesn't feel in any way shape or form really at this point like we are but there will be openings again in October I'm looking for I've already done it okay I thought I might have had something else that I had been preparing to do there are there'll be some other positives to share with you and i'm planning to do that once again tomorrow right here on the podcast a look ahead to tomorrow and final thoughts are next Tomorrow here on the podcast, I'm going to put three topics together for a show. To start off with, in Kansas City Magazine reported that the Kansas City Symphony has unfortunately canceled the rest of their season, and it's become a long list of cancellations that have been happening in Kansas and Missouri, and I'm going to explore the question are, are we doing way too much here? I'm going to explore that. I don't know what to think on this, but I'm going to be looking at this between now and tomorrow night. Also, a Facebook friend of mine did something that I thought was kind of interesting. I built a guitar from in late 2003 and early 2004. My dad and I, as a matter of fact, built it. It's the Martin you hear from time to time. But this gentleman, whose name is Justin George, did me one better. He had found some banjo parts and put together a banjo. And I want to play for you over the course of the show tomorrow night. A medley of some songs that I know he knows how to play he's a three-finger banjo player and that's the type of banjo that I'm trying to learn how to play and we're going to hear what a sound of a built what a built banjo that is sounds like and finally during pandemic positives I'm gonna share with you kind of a return story of sorts about a lineman for our Super Bowl champion chiefs, who I think is going above and beyond the Call of Duty with regard to with with regard to this pan, this pandemic that's going on. Going into final thoughts. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Shelly Smith Happy birthday to you She is a longtime friend of mine who now plays bass for a group called Lonesome Road and has been very, very busy over the course over the course of the last several years in fact so happy birthday Shelly I have some thoughts that were provided by a Facebook acquaintance of mine that I would like to share with you for our main final thoughts tonight the gentleman's name who provided these is Paul Barnett and I'm going and I'd like to in its entirety here we go Paul Barnett I want to share with you a poem by Thielen Polk that he published to his Facebook page. And I'd like to share those thoughts in their entirety right now. I had a dream the other night I did not understand. A figure walking through the mist with flintlock in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by my bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said... We fought a revolution to secure our liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave in this, the land of the free and the home of the brave. The freedom we secured for you, we hoped you'd always keep, but tyrants labored endlessly while your parents were asleep. Your freedom gone, your courage lost, you're no more than a slave in this, the land of the free and the home of the brave. You buy a permit to travel and a permit to own a gun. Permits to start a business or to build a place for one. Or land that you believe you own. You pay a yearly rent, although you have no voice in choosing how the money's spent. Your children must attend a school that does not educate. Your Christian values can't be taught, according to the state. You read about the current news in a regulated press. You pay a tax you do not owe to please the IRS. Your money is no longer made of silver or gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. You pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. You've taken Satan's number as you trade it in your name. You've given government control to those who do you harm so they can padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep our country deep in debt, put men of God in jail. Harass your fellow countrymen while corrupted courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn oath they swore that your daughters visit doctors so their child won't, children rather, won't be born. Your leaders ship artillery and guns to foreign shores and send your sons to slaughter to fight other people's wars. Can you regain your freedom for which we fought and died? Or don't you have the courage or the faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you would fight to save, or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? Sons of the Republic, arise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of the land. Preserve our great Republic and teach teach each God-given right. And pray to God to keep the torch of freedom burning bright. My thanks to Paul Barnett, Who posted this? This is called a visit. This poem was called A Visitor from the Past. And with that, that's going to wind things up for tonight's edition of the New Directions podcast. Thank you for being with me as always. I will see you on the podcast tomorrow night. Until then, we are to number seven. We are to number seven on my birthday list to share with you this is a this is one since this song since this show was for the girls I think maybe this song ought to be too Dirks Bentley wrote this particular song for his wife and when I originally heard him perform this it was at a CMA Awards show and his wife just happened to be in the audience the song is from the song is from the album the mountain and here's dirks to get us out of here with woman